1: Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Truth Be Told,
2: the podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Mullen. And guess what? I'm feeling really sick right now. Yeah, I feel like complete and utter dog shit. Yeah, I had... um, a flu shot yesterday. And I am now experiencing the side effects that sometimes come with getting a flu shot. And whoo, those side effects, they are hitting me like a fucking truck. I barely slept last night. I had a low grade fever, a pounding headache. And so now I'm just uh, recording this from my bed feeling extra achy and extra sorry for myself. Yeah, but I don't regret getting the flu shot. And if you haven't gotten your flu shot, go get it. You probably won't have the experience I'm having, and it's just a good thing to do. I don't regret getting the flu shot, even though I feel terrible right now. Guys, the one silver lining that we can take away from this is that even though I feel horrible right now, it didn't stop me from recording this podcast for you. Why? Because I missed you all so much. I did. I was on a little hiatus and I just couldn't wait any longer to get episode 25 out into the world. So here it is, episode 25. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Truth Be Told is a comedy storytelling podcast where I have amazing guests on the show who tell true stories from their life that revolve around a theme, and the theme changes up every episode. So this episode's theme, are you ready? It's pretty fun. Juicy, juicy, juice. Uh, This episode's theme is Feuds and Frenemies. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, there's nothing more juicy and delicious than watching a feud, perhaps a celebrity feud that is playing out uh, in the public eye and in magazines, or maybe a feud between two people at your office place or at school or something like that. It is not fun to be a part of a feud. It's uh, it's actually very stressful. Or to have frenemies. Do you have frenemies? You know, like a friend who's also kind of your enemy? Honestly, I'm too old for that shit. That's too high school for me. Frenemies. Um, If you're a type of person who has frenemies in your life, just just please take it from me. Cut that shit out. Cut it out. Don't treat people like shit. Don't let other people be two-faced and shitty to you. Just... Just... You know, step away from the problem by not having a relationship with that type of person. You deserve better. You really do. You don't deserve to have people in your life that you don't know how they truly feel about you. That's exhausting. Anyways, uh, this episode is, is really fun. Because even though I don't have any stories about feuds from my life... Uh, I got great guests on the show who have stories of feuds from their life. Real feuds and also fake feuds. You'll see what I mean. It's a great episode. I have some lovely guests on the show. Uh, But like I said, I have no story to contribute for this episode, and I'm not going to try and contrive one. So I think we should just get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, number 25. But first... Firstly, I want to tell you guys about a dating app. Yeah. I want to talk to you about a dating app because I want the listeners of this show to find true love. And and that's how we have to find it these days, guys. We have to get apps on our phone that help us meet other people so we can feel feelings of love. Mhm. And there's so many dating apps, so how do you pick? Well, sometimes you just got to try new ones, new ones that are doing it a little bit differently. I recommend a new dating app called Hi, spelled H-I-I-I. Yeah, it's fun. It's different. It's not just the classical dating app where you're just going into people's DMs and being real creepy. Uh, no, this one's uh kind of different. It's a dating app that involves icebreaker games and quizzes. Yeah. So why not show off your sense of humor and your personality while getting to know somebody? That's the great thing about this app is that you can, you can show that side of yourself. It's like um, getting to know someone over Cards Against Humanity or uh, playing one of your favorite board games with another person. And you just get to showcase yourself and do something silly and fun and not too serious. So yeah, there's these quizzes you can take. And actually, uh, the people at the app, Hi, reached out to me, and they had me make a quiz. No joke. They had me make a truce be told quiz, which you can take if you want. I could make a quiz about anything. And uh, the quiz I chose to make because, well... I'm just a goof. And this is just my sense of humor. I made a quiz called what type of emotional terrorist are you? Yeah, so just for fun, why not find that quiz and uh, find out what horribly toxic um, behaviors you exhibit in romantic relationships? What do you resort to, to be a total nightmare in your romantic relationships? Uh, you can find the quiz by going to high.com slash truce be told. And then you can take it and find out which type of emotional terrorist you are. <laughs> ah. Maybe this is why I have trouble dating. They say, hey, make a quiz for a dating app. And I'm like, emotional terrorism. Whew. So yes, that's H-I-I-I dot slash truce be told to find that quiz and make sure you download the app and um, chat with people get to know them create a profile and there is an option for not available for dating if if you're not single try the games try the quizzes it's just fun it's just good old-fashioned fun or new fashion fun I don't know Hi dating app. Do it, guys. Okay, so you know that if I'm going to have an episode about feuds, then I have to I have to reference one of the greatest Hollywood feuds of all time. Actually, no. This is the greatest feud of all time. It is so funny. It is so petty. It is so nasty. I I love it. Um, it is, of course, the feud between Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Um, these two Hollywood leading ladies went throughout their whole career without saying anything nice about each other. It's just nasty, nasty, nasty. And it's iconic. And I love it. Because here's the thing, modern day feuds between celebrities, you know, they're shady. They will throw shade at each other. It'll be kind of vague sometimes. You kind of have to pull it apart to see the insult or figure out what they're referencing when they say something. It's all very underhanded, which is fine. But what is kind of great about this feud is that it is just... (laughs) They're not coy whatsoever. It's just amazing one-liners that are shocking and absolutely insane. Um, most of those one-liners that I enjoy are actually Betty Davis talking about Joan Crawford. And so naturally, with such a saucy feud, I could not pick just one quote. And I've picked a couple for you guys. It's, it's worth it. Uh, here's Betty Davis talking about Joan Crawford. Why am I so good at playing bitches? I think it's because I'm not a bitch. Maybe that's why Miss Crawford always plays ladies. The ego on that woman. That is fabulous. I love it. Okay, here's another great one. Um, Betty Davis said about Joan Crawford, She has slept with every male star at MGM except Lassie. So good. Okay, last one. This one is just... This one is just insane. Um, Joan Crawford passed away and Betty Davis said this. You should never say bad things about the dead. You should only say good. Joan Crawford is dead. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Who... Who says that to someone or about someone right after they've died?
1: Oh my God, it's so good.
2: Oh, oh my God. God, it's exhausting. It's literally exhausting, but I love it. I'm living for it. I'm here for it. It's great. Okay, guys, let's get into this uh, episode all about feuds. My guests have great stories about feuds. I do not, but uh, it's going to be a fun ride regardless. Here we go. I am sitting here with RJ City. RJ is a wrestler. Oh my god you're a professional wrestler and also you are an improviser and an actor and a writer and you do so many things and and a, and a rock on tour yeah. that's what you wanted to In be anyway, described as
0: i'm a renaissance man if the renaissance was useless if it was all <laughs> made up of things that didn't forward society at all that would be me
2: that'd be you yeah and uh, you seem so nice, and I'd almost say demure right now. Yes. But on stage, you play a heel, don't you? Yeah. You're like I I don't know anything about wrestling, but you're a mean one, right? It's
0: just it's clown. It's just violent. It's the like Commedia dell'arte. Yeah. Same thing. It's just with hitting. The, and the punchline is always hitting. So in that sense, it's easier.
2: Oh, that's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. But you always play kind of like the bad guy. Yeah. Yes. And so I'm guessing people cheer for that, they like that.
0: No, some people do, because it is fun. It's fun. Yeah, but um, I try to give them something that they really legitimately don't like.
2: I used to be your improv teacher for a brief time.
0: Yes, and then we had a falling out. What?
2: No, we didn't. Well, I don't know. You said
0: used to be. Like, there was some big things. No,
2: I stopped teaching classes. Well, yeah. We never had a falling out. And then, uh, recently, we did an improv show together. And you were judging. And you went into full heel character. And I have never seen you be so sassy, so quick, so cutting. I was like, wow. It was amazing.
0: And then, yet, the audience is at first shocked. Because it disagrees with what they, you know, whatever. But so I, I take a swing at you, metaphorically, not physically. And then you, you swing back.
2: Oh, I did swing back. Yes. Wait, what did you say first about me?
0: Uh, well, I said, because I was rating your scene, and I said everyone else was great. And Lindsay, I love as a person, but as a comedian, I can't stand her. So,
2: actually, oh god, I was standing with some of the other improvisers when you said that, and they all did like a guttural, oh, like shit, you gotta say something back. And then it was fun the whole night, we were just taking shots it at each fun. other.
0: You got that woman in the audience to call me a douchebag? Yeah, yeah. it
2: was fantastic. Um, You're but, very good at playing a heel. Thank you. I feel like if you were um, a stand up comedian, you'd be the best at destroying hecklers.
0: Yeah, sure. That's a compliment. I guess so. I try not to be aggressive, though. It's weird being, like, aggressive. No, you're sassy. Sassy, yeah. You're very
2: sassy. Um, Okay, so you have a a very magnetic personality, and it draws to you interesting, odd other people. Yeah. Sometimes even famous people. And you you have... um, a wrestling partner I suppose right yes now?
0: yeah we team
2: you team together uh, and it is David Arquette yeah. who because I'm not into wrestling right for me is known as Monica from friends former husband
0: right also do and- the wonderful AT&T commercials
2: yeah and also oh he's uh, he's in uh, scream
0: he's in scream he's in C spot run oh yeah uh, uh, what else did he do? I'm just going to list things. Uh, oh, his father is an actor. His sisters. Oh, yeah. Of course. Patricia Arquette. Yes.
2: Oh, and he's in the episode of Friends where he stalks Phoebe.
0: Yes. Yep. I haven't seen any of his. No, what? I have seen uh, some Come of his on. work.
2: Anyways, he, he does wrestling?
0: So, he did a movie in like 2001, maybe, called Ready to Rumble, and it was a wrestling movie. And as a cross promotion, he went to a wrestling company and became their champion, which was a bad idea because it was a bad look to have like an actor just walk in and become the champion. So now, 18 years later, he's decided to enter wrestling the right way.
2: Okay. And now, interesting. All right. So that's bizarre. Yes. New career path for him. Yes. How do you fit into all this? Because you're a wrestler from Canada. Right. And you do shows around town.
0: Yeah. And oh, so, right. Yeah, in the States, and too. In the States? and yeah.
2: How does this all happen?
0: Um, so his friend, he has a friend who is a fan of mine and said, if you are looking to get back into wrestling, like, you should follow this guy. So he followed me on Twitter, which is weird. And then he started commenting on all of my tweets, because I tweet about very odd Don Knotts and things of that nature. Be like Arthur. I
2: love old Hollywood. Yeah, you and me are very similar. I think we. When I said to you that you and Dave Arquette's feud was like um, uh, Betty Davis and and Joan Crawford and Joan Crawford, yes. you really took to that.
0: Um, <laughs> so he started commenting on all my stuff a lot. So I decided to have a little fun, much like I did with you, and I called him out. And don't think he knew how to take it. And then he responded. And then it blew up on Twitter and turned into this whole thing. And then we wrestled in Hollywood a year ago. Okay, you
3: just skipped to it. Oh, I'm so sorry. So suddenly you just met him from Twitter. We met,
0: yes. And then we met and we then we started texting back and forth. And he <sighs> was about to do this thing. And I'm like, well, then we'll, maybe we should, you know, get so together and were talk. The things
2: you said on Twitter? Like you were like oh. taking... Jabs at him. I
0: felt that he overacted in Muppets from Space. <laughs> I felt he upended the uh, entire production. Stuff like that. Rosanna got involved, his sister. Uh-huh. With, uh, you know, not aware of what is going on at all, which is amazing.
2: So she was really defending him? Yeah. Oh. Uh,
0: and I said I'd make her more forgettable than her appearance on Charles in Charge. Uh, so I went for it. I went...
2: And you guys started making videos, too. We started making videos. You sent each other videos over Twitter?
0: Yeah. He got his son involved.
2: (laughs) Was he good at it, too?
0: Um, no. But I I will say this. He is responding, and he's, he's, you know, reacting to my asshole nature. So when I come on as a strong antagonist, you're immediately in his corner.
3: Right. No matter
0: what his response is. It's hard for him to be a bigger asshole than me. He's just responding so it went back and forth we met in new orleans at a big wrestling thing uh and we talked there we met again in detroit because he was going to all these wrestling shows he wasn't wrestling yet and then he started training
2: were you scared to meet him the first time like no no you weren't even like a little nervous at all
0: it was a weird circumstance because i met him and then we taped this thing i do where i have coffee in my underwear So, on Facebook, I do a thing. Sorry, this is a lot. Maybe you should have like a pop-up video. It's great. Um, So, within 10 minutes, we're in our underwear having coffee together. But then, it was one of those weird things where we seem to have an odd Laurel and Hardy-ish chemistry.
2: You do. You You guys do have a very fun chemistry. And it made me like David Arquette more because it looks like he has a sense of humor about himself.
0: Oh, Absolutely. Um, and there's certainly a lot of material in his life. Uh, and it comes from this weird place of him, of us being, you know, unlikely people.
2: Yeah, you're unlikely uh, friends. Yeah. Are you actual friends? Because um, you feud in the ring. Your whole thing is at your enemies. Yeah. That's your shtick. Yeah. Are you actual friends? Yeah,
0: I would say anytime you wrestle someone, you become, you develop a, a new relationship with them. There's a physical intimacy, surely. I gave him a black eye. Which is, what? I yeah. thought it was fake. Is yeah, he... know. well, he's not a wrestler. <laughs> he did not protect himself as he was supposed to, and, and whatever. Um, so, once you give someone a black eye and you can still talk to them, you develop a bond. I wouldn't say it's, it's fully affectionate, but there's certainly a bond there. And now we team you like all over him. the place. I do, I do like him. He is very frustrating as a human being. He's Why? Not, well, he's not... It's like all of a sudden we're roommates, as far as... We're, like, we're travel buddies, What's like, he like? A 12-year-old boy. Really? Yeah. And I mean that in a good way, but he's still 12. He has a joy and an innocence and a naivete. Really? And a very, uh, let's say yes, and then we'll, we'll worry about it later. And I'm That's the opposite. Lovely. Yeah. So, I'm not that kind of person at all. I'm like, let's talk about this for a very long time, and then hopefully we won't have to do it at all. So... Yeah,
2: oh, sounds like you balance each other perfectly.
0: Yes, but in that you know the conflict, we lean on each other. In the conflict, we have to spend a lot of time together. I'm seeing him for four days. We're gonna have to spend four, four days in Milwaukee, <laughs> as young couples often do. <laughs> um,
2: RJ, how old are you?
0: Sarah, will be. Th- when does this come out?
2: Oh, uh, I don't know, but it'll probably be a little while, so you probably—I'm have... going
0: to be 31 next week.
2: 31. So I'll
0: be—I will be 31.
2: You'll be 31, yeah. and how old is he?
0: He'll be 48 in September.
2: Oh my God. Oh, have you met Courtney Cox?
0: I did. From friends. I did. Uh, he had to go to the house for something, so I met her. Uh, she was delightful. She made me a coffee, a cappuccino. And halfway through, she blew it, and she knew she blew it. Uh, and oh, it was like not she tried good, to do yeah, something was,
2: nice, and it well, didn't really work Well, out.
0: she did do something nice. Yeah. She just didn't do it that well.
2: Oh, that's nice.
0: So, it was easily the worst cappuccino I've ever had, and I think she knew that, and she was embarrassed to give it to me. Nevertheless, as a guest, you really gotta drink it, and we got through it. I haven't spoken to her since, but I'm sure there's a lot of embarrassment on her part. <laughs> um <laughs> But I am friendly with the rest of of David's family. Uh, His wife, Christina, and his boys, and uh, his mother-in-law, and the fam.
2: My God. Yeah. You're really in there.
0: Yeah, I am. It's this weird... You're with the the, rest
2: of the family.
0: uh, His wife, Christina, said, I'm their adopted wrestler. Oh, that's nice. Which is very sweet.
2: So, can you tell me about feuds? When you have a feud in wrestling... Do audiences really get behind it? Is that why there's so many dynamics? Like, like, do people write to you about your feud with David?
0: Yes. Yeah. And people participate. How? Uh, usually online or at, you know, at a show, whatever. They yell and boo and cheer and things like that. So now we team and we're continuing the feud by teaming, which is weird. Um, I can't stand him in the team. So there's a lot of conflict while we wrestle. Uh, which makes for a very interesting match.
2: Um, how many people do you think are cheering for him versus you? Like, I do you think it's
0: 50-50? No, I'd say 60-40. Oh.
2: What would make a person, what would possess a person um, to thinking that they want to be the heel? Why do you want to be the villain on stage?
0: That's um, a great question. I think it's probably easier to just, like, embrace rejection.
2: Oh, it's not vulnerable.
0: Right, it's not vulnerable. So if we go to my worst-case scenario and I can live there, it's probably less damaging to me.
2: All
1: right. Probably
0: a giant coping mechanism. Oh, my God. Um, No, but I think it's more in tune. If you're a bad guy, all that means is you're not giving the fans what they want. So what they want is usually violence and aggression. And ultimately, like, that's not my nature.
4: Yeah,
2: you're sassy.
0: I'm sassy. And I don't think I'm intimidating in an alpha male kind of way, right? Um, I've never been, like, the bar fight guy. I talked people out of having a bar fight once because it was Tuesday. I was like, guys, nobody's going to fight on a Tuesday. It's a horrible (laughs) Thursday to Sunday. All yours. Have at it. Like Tuesday guys so that's always been inside of me so I enjoy letting that come out in the most uh, incongruent of circumstances
2: so now you have this touring thing with David Arquette yes yeah, it's so, road show so strange you uh, are going to Mil- Milwaukee together
0: old Milwaukee
2: perfect um and you wrestle and it's fun and you have a whole shtick, yes. which is exciting um but this isn't the first time that you have uh, found yourself making famous friends.
0: No. Hopefully it'll be the last, because I don't <laughs> know who else is left. After Don DeLuise died, I said, I didn't want to meet anyone famous anymore.
2: Oh my god, you're so sassy. Um, you are friends with Paul Rubens. Yes. Also known as Pee Wee Herman. Yes. Um, how did that happen i remember this was you told me this years ago and yeah. i was fascinated by this you're like actual close personal friends with him yeah what can you tell me
0: <laughs> um this is a wonderful person i met him at his broadway show he did like i think it's the Wee herman show it was live on broadway and i was... this is the they would remounted
2: mounted it i guess yes yeah yeah,
0: yeah. um so it was a weird thing where like I was sitting like in the third row and the seat in front of me was like empty and it was like the only empty seat and he was like he kept looking at it during the show going why is nobody sitting there and he like saw my face and some people sometimes he just meets a bunch of people like after the show and says hi and blah 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 so he kept seeing my face and they were like "Uh, bring those people back so it was like me and my cousins and we're all like
2: wait you were just someone tapped you on the shoulder and said...
0: Yeah, the security or whatever. It's like, oh, come back station. We're all like, what? So, uh, of course, we thought, like, hey, this is a mistake. You know? Yeah. See, the, uh, clearly, he thinks I'm someone else. Some great wrong, a comedy of errors is about to unfold. But he came back, and there was a bunch of people he was meeting, like kids and whatever. He's like, hi, how are you? And just talked to us a little. And he's like, what do you do? I was like, oh, I wrestle. And he just had done a promo spot on Monday Night Raw, the wrestling show. What? So it's these B-wee wonderful... B.B. Herman
2: was on Monday Night Raw? Yeah,
0: they used to have guest hosts, like Saturday Night Live. So he... Weird. Yeah, so he did like a little spot, and it was like, oh, and then it turned out we, there's people we have, we both now know and have in common, you know. He was really interested about wrestling, and then, so we had that, and then we just like kept talking, and then... You know, he ran into people I knew at like WrestleMania or whatever. And then next time I was in New York, I had seen him, and we. It's just, I guess what's what's weird about it is that it's not weird. Does that make any sense? In that we have a bunch of stuff in common and stuff that we're interested in. Hang
2: out with this person?
0: He actually just came to see David and I wrestle, um, in L.A. when we were in L.A. because he's friends with David. And so it's this weird link up where it's like, of course, like this, as weird as it is, it makes perfect sense that these, these weird people would be connected in this way.
2: What's Paul Rubens like? He must be a bit of an odd duck, I'm guessing.
0: Yeah, but I think in a, in like a great way. He's an incredibly like, good, he's an incredibly like sweet, kind, just a, Obviously a genius type... I don't want to say genius, because it feels weird calling someone you know a genius. But... (laughs) But he, like, comedically, he's just like... He
2: is a genius. You know,
0: he is a genius.
2: He created one of the Um, most iconic comedic characters.
0: Yes, and similarly, it's a weird thing to think about how similar the structure of Pee-wee is to wrestling, in the sense that he was Pee-wee in real life for a while, you know? He would make public, public appearances in the suit, and people didn't know who... The Paul, Paul Rubens was, that was like a separate thing. Um, yeah. It's all very interesting. It's all very...
2: And also, to have such a tragic up and down to one's career. Um, yeah. Yes. No, I'm not saying, like, listen. It's an amazing career. Yes. It's still an amazing career, but it does have drama to it. It wouldn't be the most... It certainly wouldn't be a boring memoir no. about one's career.
0: C- certainly, you know, neither would David's.
2: Yeah, I guess
0: yeah. so. Uh, I haven't hit a down yet. <laughs> Maybe I'm just down. Maybe I started. Maybe low you've been in the down the whole low. time. Maybe the realization is that there's been no ups. Oh God, isn't that sad?
2: That's, that's worse in a way.
0: Somebody wrote, tweeted to me yesterday. Why do you keep getting funnier? And I said because my life keeps getting more tragic. Yeah, and hurt them. Um, but no, so it's this weird thing where it doesn't make sense and it's it's crazy. But then it does because we're all in the weird. The same line of being weird.
2: Right. So um, so this kind of brings it up for me here. Fame is clearly um, a thing we're talking about, even though it's not the fame episode. Uh, what are your this opinions? This is an addendum
0: to the fame episode. Yeah, exactly. This is a callback.
2: What are your opinions of fame now that you get to be around people who live their life in it, yeah, does it change the way you view it because you have anonymity, yeah, a certain level of it, even though you've been on TMZ with, with David, yes, you do have
0: anonymity. Um, like fame is like a, a thing, do you know what I mean? It's like you'll this, have to explain, like it's a game, like it's separate from having money, having success, or even being talented at the thing you were doing. It's a whole other thing.
3: And that's you can just
0: be famous and nothing else. Like, that's entirely possible. Obviously, if you are a painter and you're a great painter and people admire your work, that you get famous because of it, okay. But you could also just straight up be famous and be a shitty painter. Do you know what I'm Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, absolutely.
2: Reality TV show is built on this yeah. idea. Yeah, so
0: fame is just its, its own, it can be its own thing and it can be its own game that you can play and you have to keep playing to keep being famous you know
2: doesn't that gross you out
0: it does gross me out and there's a certain thing where it's like oh you, when you especially when you look at stuff and you understand people who are famous and why they're famous you realize like oh I don't want to be famous there's something that was, is attached to it but I didn't just want to be famous yeah. Because I think if I just wanted to be famous, there was easier ways than being Much a professional wrestler and the an improviser. Well,
2: I, I think about this all the time, too, is because sometimes I'm hard on myself because I know that I do crave that kind of validation from an audience when you do comedy. And I go, oh, does that mean I'm in it? The wrong reasons. Yes. But but then I realized that's only a part of it for me. Otherwise, I wouldn't rewrite things that I write. I wouldn't be super obsessive and stay up to all hours to edit this podcast to make it exactly the message, the curated show I want it to be. I wouldn't put so much thought into why I'm saying something when I'm creating a show. So uh, and I have turned things down before because I'm like that doesn't inspire me creatively. Yeah. So, so I realize it's multifaceted. And sometimes I think my own attraction to fame is not just a sick, <laughs> dark thing. It's also once you're at a certain level, you get to work with people that you would never, you would never have a shot at right. if you like. You have choices. You have ability to, to do things that actually make you excited. Right. As opposed to just, oh god, I hope I can get that commercial so I can pay my rent. Like, yes. Right?
0: But I also know, I just think about things where I'm like, oh, you see a famous person pick up dog shit. And you're like, I would like to be famous enough that I don't have to pick up dog shit. And the answer is... Oh,
2: I thought you were going to say, I want to be one of those Us Weekly stars are no, just uh, like just us, like picking
0: us. up dog, dog shit. are all picking up dog shit. So... But um, upon further inspection, I I realized, one, I don't want to be famous enough to not pick up dog shit. I just don't want to pick up dog shit. Like, I'm just lazy. (laughs) And then, two, the real answer is just to not get a dog.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) You know what I mean? You were so smart at the beginning of all this. Like, your thoughts (laughs) on fame sounded so smart. And 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 now it
0: just being about poop. No, but, like, that's, like... So when you get closer to it, you begin to see it more clearly. And what it can offer you... And it's brown and
2: it smells bad. Yes.
0: Um, And the answer is, like, it can't really offer you that much in and of itself. If it's, like, an accessory to your work that you like doing, then that's nice.
2: All jokes aside, are you a spiritual person?
0: Yes. Do you try and detach from that egoic desire? Mm, Yeah, but I'm also, like, in it. Yeah. And so I feel like it's hard to be...
2: I get it. We both whiten our teeth.
0: Yeah. Although I don't have a system. I chew a lot of gum. Oh. Which I think helps a lot. Um, But yeah, I also like just having white teeth. Okay. (laughs) This (laughs) This was a great conversation. I actually
2: love it. I I think we went down a fun rabbit hole. Um, Thank you so much for being on my show.
0: Yeah, thank you.
2: Yeah. Um... How can people know more about you?
0: Should we just by Google talking you? By to me, by being a good friend. <laughs> uh, you can Google me, and a selection of things will come up. Oh, God. Clips and social media and, and uh, pictures in various states of undress.
2: RJ City.
0: Uh, and then you'll follow some of them. Likely, you'll follow me on Twitter, and then perhaps after a week you'll mute me, or you'll unfollow me. And if you see things you don't like and you are unfollowing me, please message me. And let me know what tweet did it for you. And if you want to see more Dom DeLuise content or less.
2: Okay, great.
0: So, oh yes, that's it. The Dom DeLuise uh, Museum is opening uh, this August. Okay. Nothing. (laughs) I'm fine.
2: He's done. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Bye. Hello. I am with... Two fabulous, funny ladies, Nicole Passmore and Alana Riach. Hello! Hi! Hi! (laughs) These two ladies are improvisers, they're comedians, they're sketch performers, they're writers. They're just really talented, funny women in the Canadian comedy scene. Alana, you were... You're an alumnus of the Second City Toronto main stage. Yes, I am. Yes, you yes, are. Yes, I am. Yes, you are. Sometimes <laughs> you're on the Beaverton. Yes, sometimes. That yes. happens. And then, oh, yes, Nicole Passmore. <laughs> you are on Second City Tourco right now. I am. That's yeah. true. And also, you perform a ton at Bad Dog Theater. I do. It's you're, true. You're a crowd favorite. I...
1: Yeah, Yeah. she's pretending she doesn't know. (laughs) True, I've
3: been in the crowd. Yeah,
1: (laughs) she can hear the laughs. Atlanta's my whole crowd. The only crowd that matters. I must actually like your biggest
2: fan. I'm so happy to have you both on here, and we're going to talk about uh, feuds,
3: famous feuds, maybe
2: frenemies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, my first question to you guys is: uh, Have you struggled with frenemies in the past or the present in your life?
1: Well, I'm too old to have frenemies. You're, a- you're either a friend or I don't know you. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, definitely I have in the past. Of course. Come on. I remember in elementary school, there was... Um, I used to love singing. Still do. But, like, you know. You know when you live a little and you're like, what's this voice? Uh, <laughs> okay. But as a kid, I was, like, a pretty good singer. But in my elementary school... There was me and another girl named Ashley, who always competed for the same solos in all of choir. And she would get so mad at me if I got it. And I usually did get it over her, although she was a good singer, just because she was kind of annoying. But I remember one time we were at a, um, what do they call them when you have an an assembly? Yeah. Yeah, brain, there we go. We were at an assembly and we were singing, and she just kept trying to sing louder than me in the song and we both ended up to the point that my mom says we were the only people who could be heard <laughs> at all like, oh
3: in, God, in this class of like 25 both. kids great
1: how old were you oh 11 right yeah
2: so but now it's an adult and i agree at this point in our life really we can't be having that but it kind of happens just in our line of work Mm, because everyone has to be on like good terms and sometimes you're like I don't really like that person but you're still somewhat
3: I always just think of that as like uh, treating people like humans even if I don't like the (laughs) part like I might not go for a drink with you but if I run into you on the street Mm -hmm. I think it's just like common courtesy to be like hey good to see you yeah I just keep walking but give a little smile. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Fair I yeah. don't know. I don't really have frenemies either now as an adult. And I don't know if I ever really have had frenemies except that I always worry that maybe I was someone's frenemy.
1: Like right. you were accidentally mean to them? Or? Do you no, talk that shit people. When they're
3: not there? No, not like that. That I'm someone, like that I've been someone's friend and they didn't like me. Oh. Um, I always wonder if that's a like, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure it is. It has I always to be. think
1: of frenemies as the ones who act very like, mm, like, hi, I'm nice to you, but I'm gonna like snipe you and say mean things. Yeah, to Yeah, competitive, competitive, and yeah. really like in your face. Yeah, yeah.
2: I've managed to avoid a lot of those too. But even like as of late, I've had situations where I was like, I, I don't know what the true face of an individual is and it makes me nervous and I go like you say I'm like I'm too old for this shit Mm -hmm. I don't need any of this energy yeah real
1: Danny Glover vibe from all of us yeah that's (laughs) who does it right I'm too old for this shit oh leave a look oh right yeah leave a Oh right, (laughs) that makes sense I was like is he no being sassy and
3: two-faced
1: really <laughs> no well I don't know maybe maybe <laughs> mean yes,
3: girls starring Danny, Danny. um yeah oh. I don't know I feel like I don't have the energy to find out if someone likes me or not mm. like I if if I think someone doesn't like me then I go well I guess I won't yeah hang out with them yeah you know I, what have, I mean like I Yeah. Yeah, Same, and that's a it. Few, so <laughs> very small number of close friends.
2: Yeah, mm. I'd say I have like three or four that are like, well, four that are like really tight, regular basis yeah. friends, and I think that's good. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. My mom once said, Lindsay, if you make it to my age and you have two friends that were, cons- or even one, that consistently there all those decades, that's
3: a win. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, actually, yeah, to know someone that long. I'd rather have four quarters than a (laughs) hundred pennies. Whose mom said that one? Okay, you know what? Now now
1: that you just said that, we are frenemies. We have a few now. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I don't deserve anything. Oh, God. Uh, So the idea
2: of rivals, Mm. I suppose, do you feel, maybe not even frenemies, but do you feel like sometimes you have rivals? I think it happens... Unintentionally, like you're not trying to have a rival, Mm -hmm. but then the universe makes it a rival, especially if you Mm -hmm. audition for commercials. When there's that Mm -hmm. other person who looks just like you, and it's always down to you
3: two at the callback. Mm. And I always, I'm like, well, it's going to that person. I feel like I have that attitude all the time about it. I don't audition
1: enough to have somebody like that, so it's just everybody in the room for me. (laughs) (laughs) You're all my rivals and you're all going to get it.
3: Hello, everyone.
1: (laughs) Oh, you're all here? Hmm. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But yeah, I mean, definitely like in general, we have rivals and especially when people are casting, there's only so many spots Mm -hmm. and like, Mm -hmm. you got to keep including more and more people. And so I'm sure I accidentally have rivals. Oh my God. And I
3: always so desperately don't want to be in competition. Like I Uh always want to be like, no, you, you love and support everyone. But then inside you're like, oh, but it's... but I want it more. Like, I want to get it. I want I want people to remember me more. Or, like, it's just, like, a dark side of you that you're, like, I wish that didn't exist. But then it does. It's there. Yeah. It's there. It, I think everyone gross. experiences it to a certain degree. Right? I don't know. Com- yeah. Am I bad? Competition? <laughs> Am Am I competitiveness? Bad no. Yeah. Am yeah. I bad?
1: Am I a bad person? No, I, we, we all do. We have to. Yeah. In different ways, I'm sure. But, yeah, I don't know that I've ever known someone who's truly gracious. Because, like... I was at uh, an audition recently and I was with someone and I was like, I hope you get the part. And they were like, I hope you get the part. And I was like, we can't both get the part. (laughs) So uh, thank you. Like, and neither of us got the part anyway, but it's just so funny to have that, that mentality of like, oh, I want everyone else to succeed, but you also have to succeed sometimes. So you gotta have a tiny bit of competition. Yeah. In your blood.
2: Maybe Mm. the person that got it was the one that was like, I don't know what you two are talking about. I want
1: this. (laughs) The one in the room who stood up and went, shut up.
3: I (laughs) don't think it's it's a healthy thing for women to be in competition with each other sometimes because boys are always allowed to be in competition with each other for things. Mm. And it's like a healthy thing. And then when we're in competition with each other, it's somehow... Like a negative thing, and I don't know if it always has to be negative. Mm-hmm. It gets but labeled I, as catty. Yeah, but it, yeah, yeah. But I don't necessarily think those are the same things. Yeah, I exactly. think there's a difference between being like, "All right, like let's," I'm gonna work as hard as I can and see which one of us gets this. As and opposed sometimes it's to, it's gonna be you, and sometimes it'll be me, yeah. and that's a good, nice way. Of and we work hard to, and and our individual working hard pushes the other person to go forward, as opposed to like attacking one another for things that have nothing to do with the competition and I I really think we get tricked a lot of the time into thinking that that competition is negative
2: you know that's that's mm-hmm. really interesting I hadn't thought of that because even in the way it's depicted in film you'll sometimes see men being in competition it's charming mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like two people one-upping each other and there's like a a positive sportsmanship quality to yeah. it mm-hmm. but with us it's always low and dirty
3: and like yes. well I think that anti-feminist pe- people yeah. think yeah. that
1: women afterwards are going to be all bitter and jaded and nasty and sometimes we're just happy even if we were competitive mm-hmm. like one doesn't cancel it the other is that mm-hmm. what I want to say you yeah. know
3: what words are but also having that human emotion of feeling like jaded or bitter, like that's also fine. Mm. Just can't necessarily like live your life acting on those feelings. But I think like we often try to push down so many emotions that are just truly normal Uh. and uh, because we're not supposed to feel them or show them or any of those things. Right. So it's like, yeah, don't hurt other people, but you're allowed to experience the emotion that you have that's associated with losing
2: well, in that spirit, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be very honest. It's truth to be told, so I'm going to say it. I have, when I'm in a bad place, I have very bad professional jealousy. Mm. I get real, like, down on myself. And I, I'm i looking around at all the people I think are the, the total ringers who always get the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, in my own brain, not out in public, but in my own brain. Yeah. Nasty, nasty. <laughs> it's just... There's something about what we do that I just, uh, maybe it, it brings people in like like me that are in that zone and that's why they're drawn to this type of work that's all validation based or maybe it's yeah. just how it is. Well,
1: it is funny that the two things coexist for me where I can be like, good for you. You 100% deserve that. But also, why not me? What yeah. What happened? Where was I in the mix there? So I feel that. From time to time. I'm also lucky like I get to do my own stuff so that I get to be like hey (laughs) nobody decides if I'm in except me but yeah I I get that a little bit. Yeah. Luckily not too badly.
3: Okay but get this Uh because this is what I really believe. Uh Uh-oh. Rejection is protection. Wait, mm-hmm. what does that mean? From the universe.
1: Whose
2: mom says that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> here's another one. <laughs> you should write bumper stickers. I know.
3: This is, this is my new career. No, I actually... So I feel like when I was younger, I used to be really concerned about, like, who's good and who's bad and because I didn't necessarily feel like I was very good or... Or deserving of anything, and lately I've been like, every time you don't get something, it's because there's something better coming for you. And I know that that's very like, ooh, ooh, ooh. but I actually <laughs> think it's true. But whatever <laughs> I, you need, I also. really do think that that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and if you can think of it that way, that then it becomes a lot easier to be like, okay, well, I guess this is what happened. I guess that person got that thing. Yeah, yeah. My belief
2: system constantly changing based on the mood
3: oh sure (laughs) crazy
2: like seriously I'm like I'm other like I'll meet some guy and I'll be like it's kismet this was supposed to happen and other times I'll be just like no there's it's meaningless the universe yeah
3: (laughs) when it swings your way it's real easy to be in favor of the universe (laughs) that is true as long
1: as the after effects are good yeah you know what I just realized while we were talking about this when I was in university I auditioned for three years to be in like the university improv club yes this all sounds so nerdy Uh, (laughs) but like the UBC improv club and my first I didn't get in until my third year and the by uh, the way, I'd love to see the
2: gatekeepers on that club. Well, oh my God, okay.
1: super cool dude. <laughs> <They're> the coolest <laughs> dudes you've ever met. Actually, I found out um, I only got in the year that there were two dudes in charge, and I found out from a woman who had been in charge the year before that everyone else who was in charge of deciding wanted me to be accepted, and she didn't because she didn't like me. She oh. thought I was. A bitch. Mm. So I guess maybe that's like the last real frenemy I had. And we did become friends and we did end up working with each other and we would laugh about that. But there's always this funny tinge of like laughing about how someone hated you based on nothing that you did. Yeah. Someone being like, ha, ha, ha. yeah, I thought you were a real piece of shit when I met you, and I Ugh. prevented your career from advancing in certain ways. Is really hard to hear even when you become friends and you're like, I like you, we get along. Uh, this is bad to hear but here's
3: your feelings too to be like oh yeah. I wasn't received well and you didn't like me
1: that always yeah. hurts
3: to find well of course out it's an insult like, like yeah. clearly
1: whether or not I knew it something I was doing made that person dislike me mm-hmm. or she just decided to but there's always a little bit there but like it feels bad it feels bad to be told you were unlikable
2: yeah the worst thing that always gets me is the people I've ever. I, I don't like the word feuds. I don't really have ongoing feuds, but mm-hmm. I guess the closest thing to that that I've had almost always, their worst traits are exactly the same as mine. <laughs> they're I mean, always they're me. Yeah. I'm fighting a me. It's and some it's, other, you know, brunette solid. who's
3: emotional and angry and yeah, like but, a mix of things. Like it's me. Or it's a trait that I wish I had that like um, offends me that they have it. And then if I really were to do some actual digging, it would be like, I think it's that I I wish I could operate that way. Well, That's I'm, always been my true thing.
1: I'm probably more like you, Lindsay, but I always have, whenever someone's accused me of that, like, oh, you just don't like that person because they're like you. <laughs> my immediate reaction is, how dare yeah. you say I'm like that person? I am nothing like that person. You, I probably am, but like, I guess I'm not I know that I must be like them but I just so desperately don't want to be and I don't see it so I'm like ew no
3: but you know what the the sign is is that if someone ever accused me of being something that I just absolutely know that I'm not I kind of don't care like you're like whatever but when you know that it's true that's when the defense comes (laughs) up and so that's like the signal of like oh I am no I am not stubborn yeah no (laughs) how dare
1: you (laughs) no I am not overly driven but also very sad all the time
2: (laughs) So just to come to a bit of a conclusion on our chat, I want to go through, just for fun, real fast, some famous celebrity feuds and get your hot take.
1: Cool.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Mm Alana and Nicole's hot take. One sentence take. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) The verdict. All right. Your celebrity feud. Let's go with the classic. uh, Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Any thoughts?
1: My hot take is... I do not know anything about their feud. It's
2: that the like. greatest feud of all time! I don't know Okay, it. after this Was it that Betty
1: Davis's eyes were two Betty Davis' eyes? Or?
2: Oh, no, you guys, it is the greatest feud of all time. Okay, you know what, we'll talk about what it after. What side are you hun? No, there is no side. They're oh. the most petty assholes <laughs> on the planet. It's the two biggest egos, and you're just like, this is petty taken to a very high level. Okay, we'll try a different one. How about...
3: Um, uh, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B that's relevant I think that they're both very talented and they should oh judge. my god <laughs> this is the worst you <laughs> <Ew>, bootlicker <Whoa. laughs> this uh, is about diplomacy <laughs> what are you doing
1: well my hot take is I don't uh, care about either of them that's really it does Nicki Minaj even make music anymore whoa shots <laughs> all right. Nicole's on Team Cardi B.
2: <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Does she even make me? I, like, I just I don't, I just right. don't I know. It a genuine question of like, what, to, what is she? Yes, but when People her. Magazine takes it out of context as a polk yeah, quote, you will
1: sound like when, an asshole. When they do, for sure. Okay, for sure. new one. Um, another famous feud was... Taylor Swift and Katy Perry. That's oh, that's one a, that I know. was a good one. Okay, how do you feel about that? Okay, I... I think after all is said and done, I'm team Taylor. What? Yeah, I am. Really? Because their feud started because one of them stole a backup dancer from the other. Is that
3: what it was? Yeah. yeah.
1: And then also I think because Katy Perry started dating one of Taylor Swift's exes. Uh Maybe John Mayer. I really can't remember any names. Uh, But in the long run, the reason why I like Taylor better and the reason why I would side with her is because she's at least started to be like, to have like an opinion here and there that's a little bit like an adult. Whereas Katy Perry is still... Bubblegum. Bubblegum.
3: Yes. I didn't know about any of this, but can you really steal... A backup cancer, no, like, exactly. You no, show up, you, you, you put them in a bag, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, like, <laughs> you put chloroform on their yeah. mouth, yeah. Like, I don't know <laughs> if, I, if I buy that yeah, as you know, a reason. Hot to get take the in all of
1: this is that why has no one given agency to the backup, dancer yeah, for making their <laughs> own choice? <laughs> okay. They're the Soci- real villain, yeah,
4: yes. Okay,
2: good. All right, uh, what, what's another one we discussed? Oh, um, we came up with celebrity names from the internet. It was um,
3: Elizabeth Taylor and... uh, Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. Okay. Oh, I'm a Debbie girl. Oh, well, we all are. We have to be. She was... The The victim. Yes. We all love
2: Debbie. She's funny and she's sweet. And also the the modern version of that is supposed to be Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt, and Angelina Jolie. Oh. It's the leaving the sweet America's sweetheart for the vixen Mm -hmm. who's whatever. Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. all
3: terribly sexist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah yeah see how it's framed in such a way that we all lose we (laughs) all lose
1: thank you society you know what i just learned about this because you guys told me about this before i didn't know any details but um i mean i think the real bad guy here is did we say his name was
2: eddie fisher eddie fisher yeah maybe the guy cheating on his wife might be the the bad guy yeah okay but
1: i am a little bit team liz taylor because she's so exciting
2: she is exciting. And they Oof. did reconcile as old ladies. They did. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were really old. And then Debbie Reynolds loved to talk about how small Eddie Fisher's dick was publicly. It's <laughs> just great.
4: Yeah. Um, okay,
1: one last one. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Um, You said earlier Paris Hilton and... And Lindsay Lohan. And Lindsay Lohan. Are
3: they... Futures? They, they used, to, used to. They were
1: frenemies. They were friends.
3: Uh, and also, Paris were...
1: Hilton and Kim Kardashian. Huh? Remember, Paris Hilton used to like shit on Kim Kardashian. Like, it was
2: her the, marriage. And or she was now. on the payroll before. Yeah, they she, were. She was a friend on the payroll. Yeah. And now Kim Kardashian is
1: so so big. so big. Yeah. But apparently, she used to just like snap at her and yell at her and throw her bags at Kim Kardashian and like just be mean in general. Wow. Oh. And
2: now she only has twenty perfumes. Mm. So look how she has fallen.
1: You know what my hot she, take is on this: money makes you bad. Money makes you I bad. Think it really, can. rich rich people are bad people.
3: They, what? <laughs> I feel like if you're a bad apple to start. Well, I, I think money can make you good, but if you yeah, if you already have bad tendencies, having a lot of power is not not going to make you better.
4: No, I don't that's
3: think true. unless something happens where, that shakes your mortality. Well there you have it, guys. Some hot, controversial opinions. Uh, I love
2: that we I love that none of us none of us gave in to our most base dark instincts of pitting women against each other. Now yeah, we're all good. Making good girls. for we're all
3: good, good a really good,
2: sometimes bland, beautiful panel discussion. Whoa. I'm just
0: kidding. I it mean was I strange. threw
1: Ashley Bishop from elementary school under the bus. Oh, you God, really did
0: and then you backed over her right yeah. after.
1: Wow.
3: That was yeah. People, you guys never you know get a first name or a last Sorry, name. Sorry, Ashley Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry. shit. I wasn't even mean to her. I just to be quite honest her. with you, your both of your um, actions made me very happy for both of you. <laughs> like, I just concede that you probably were the same type of person. Oh, probably. And uh, I bet you she's like, like you now. Mm. Maybe she's got babies.
2: Mm. (laughs) You guys, this was actually a lovely panel discussion And it was really in-depth And I like that. Mm -hmm. So thank you for being on the show. If you have anything you'd like to promote, please do it now.
1: Uh, Come on and check out the Second City Touring Company shows happening. Uh, We've got one right now called Second City Totally Likes You. Oh, and come every Wednesday to Bad Dog for a show called Nice Time, which I do with wonderful actors and comedians Mark Little and Dan Byrne.
3: Oh, my God. That's That's a great great cast. cast. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, you can follow me on my... <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: she
1: went into a really weird voice for promo. You can
3: follow me through right. the forest. All uh, right, Alana, <laughs> take two. cabin. <laughs> All right. Follow me on my socials. Uh, my Twitter is at Reoc and Roll. You're going to have to figure out how to spell my name to find me. And that's fun. (laughs) Great. That's awesome, guys. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks. Bye.
2: I am sitting here with Laura Olson. Laura Olson is my new roommate, she is at the tender age of 21 and she's living in my apartment. Hello, Laura. Hello, Lindsay. Yes. Now, Laura, you're not you're not related to the Olsen twins or Elizabeth Olsen. You are your own Olsen. Correct? Yes. And you're
4: not an actor. What what is it that you want to be? Um, I want to work in the fashion industry, so that's why I moved to Toronto. Um, I'll be going to school. Yeah, fr- you're from Vancouver. I am from Vancouver.
2: Ooh. Oh my god. Okay. I know we're going to get into the topic in a second with your story, but um, just because this feels like a full circle moment for me, I was like 21 when I moved to Toronto from Alberta, and you're 21 and you've literally been in Toronto like two weeks. How does it feel? I feel like I'm your spiritual guide. How are you
3: doing?
4: (laughs) Um, It's been a lot of fun. Everyone's been super nice. Um, I've never lived in a big city before. I am yeah. from the suburbs, so oh. just outside of Vancouver. Right. But, but it's you, been good. You're lots adapting of, well. You've been partying a lot. Lots of partying. Um, I got attacked by a homeless person. That was interesting. I also <sighs> fell down a flight of stairs at a karaoke bar. So. And she hit an ATM at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: been an offensive. And you've been like already this is what puts me to shame. I'm supposed to be like the hip girl who's 30 and lived in toronto all these years and can tell you all the best places to hang out and you're like telling me of all the cool bars and secret bars and clubs and i just feel like a hundred years old when we talk (laughs) um she's like i'm not gonna deny that you are kind of old All right, that's fine. Also, you're a big Justin
4: Bieber fan, which is something you told me, and I thought that was really funny. You know what? I love Justin Bieber. I'm not his biggest fan. (laughs) I don't know why you keep bothering me about that. But yeah, no, his new single, Yummy, is really good.
2: Yummy. All right, cool, great. She wasn't even paid to say that. She just feels that way. Okay, so uh, the episode topic is about feuds and frenemies, and you have a story about a friend that did an act of betrayal.
4: Take us there. Okay, well. So in high school, we were 15 years old. My best friend at the time. Ah, uh, no, she's still my best friend. Anyways. You're still close. close. Very close. Okay. Um, we would hang out every day. She'd come over all the time. I'd go to her house for family dinners. We were very close. What's she, her name? Her name. Just the first name, if you want. <laughs> Is Emily? Emily. All right. Um. So Emily, as a friend to me, she was very free spirited. She was the one that got me into drinking. Ooh. She was kind of a bad influence, but I always followed because I'm a yes girl. I just I'm like, okay, sure, I'll do okay. it. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I also have two older brothers, um. Emily has always told me that one of my brothers in particular is really good looking. Oh no, the 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 middle one or the oldest one? The middle one. I'm the youngest. How much older is your brother? Um he's two years older. So he was seventeen. Yeah. She's oh, okay. Alright. Um and I'll paint the picture in your head. So Matthew is tall, blonde, muscular, blue eyes, just like a a good-looking guy. He sounds yeah. He sounds like he'd be in The Sound of Music. Yeah, exactly. Some sort of German
2: guy or Exa- something. Yeah, yeah, okay. German.
4: Um, and he loved to talk to my friends. And oh, gross! <laughs> <laughs> you said that with such a look. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I guess one day I got invited to go to a bonfire. What we would have on the beaches. And I couldn't go. And I told my friend Emily about it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, I'm gonna go. That sounds like fun. And I'm like, great, have fun. Anyways, my brother was going as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, they go to the bonfire, they hang out apparently. There's drinking involved. And she decided that she hooked, wanted to hook up with my brother. Um and she didn't ask me. And that's not good. Also didn't tell me about it. Oh no. I found out through um uh, one of our friends who had saw them leave together. Oh god, you heard about it through the grapevine. Yeah. Okay. I
2: did. Now when you say hook up, like did like did they have sex or just a make you out or what? Um, they didn't have sex, but... Oh,
4: okay, I understand. They just did lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, and I found out at school on the Monday, and I went to Emily's class and was like, I need to talk to you. And then I confronted her, because, you know, it could be a lie. And she was like, no, I didn't do it. She lied to you. Yeah, Now, can I ask
2: you, when you heard the news initially, how did you feel? Did you feel like... Because, I mean, it's not like... I mean, he's your brother. He's not a boyfriend. He's like... Was there a weird ownership
4: feeling? I have no siblings. For sure. Definitely, like, an ownership feeling. Um, It was just really annoying because I felt like I couldn't bring her over to my house anymore because it would be really awkward. As, like, a 15... year old would think yeah so i was just furious um and i didn't want to be her friend anymore
2: wow
4: yeah oh my god because we had this discussion like she's in theory if i ever hooked her brother i'm like no you're not allowed oh you had told her in the past yeah he's off limits (gasps) but he's
2: now forbidden fruit (sighs) okay so she denied it yep (laughs) <laughs> she's taking a swig of water. She needs to calm <clears throat> down. She's really stressed out.
4: <laughs> I'm bringing back a lot of painful memories. do. <laughs> anyway, she denied it, so I had to ask around and figure out what the truth was. I asked my brother, and he had told me the truth. So that even made me even more mad. Who were you more mad at, him or her? Um, I was more mad at, well, both of them equally. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't talking to both of them. Hmm. Yeah. So anyways, was your um, brother's response? Was he apologetic or was he just like, get over it? He was like, get over it. <laughs> yeah, he was Ooh, apologetic. would be,
2: be so mad.
4: But yeah, it got to the point where my mom got involved as well. Whoa. Because she knew we were fighting and then she was like, what happened? And I told her and I started crying to her and she got so upset at my brother that he apologized. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so when I found out the truth, I texted Emily and was like, Hey, I know you lied to me. Um, I'm really upset. I don't want to talk to you right now. Hmm. And she just, you know, called me and apologized. I'm so upset. She's like, I'm so sorry. I know you said that like in the past, um, I that he's off limits and I betrayed you. And I'm really sorry. So, you know, I was like, I don't care. I'm really upset. Whoa. Yeah. Um, And then I remember she showed up to one of my classes a few days later and was like, please talk to me. And I was like, no, I don't want to talk to you. And it was very dramatic high school drama.
2: How long did you not talk for before you started talking again?
4: I think it was about three weeks. Mm. And then I was like, this is stupid. I miss my friend Emily. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, Did you feel like they could be star-crossed lovers? Like maybe they were meant to be together? Or do you think there was just a a horny hookup?
4: Um, I definitely think it was just a horny hookup. Okay,
2: fair enough. Imagine if they stayed together and it was
4: like love. That would be kind of fun, but still kind of weird for me. Sure. So you guys are still friends? Yeah, we are. Oh my god.
2: So that's nice. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like quite a frenemy. It's just uh, when a friend does something that, that just hurts, it's too close to home. Yeah, exactly. Wow. What have you taken away from that experience? Do you think you'd react the same now if it had happened and you're 21?
4: Yeah, definitely. It would just make everything weird if one of my good friends hooked up with one of my brothers- Mhm. Yeah, it's interesting.
2: It's interesting. Uh, I like that you're equally mad at both of them. Yeah, that's well,
4: interesting. Takes two to tango. So, oh, that's what you've always said.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's my favorite quote of yours.
3: Uh,
2: oh my goodness! Thank you for being on the show. I like this story. It's saucy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And I've now learned that even though you've described your brother as a hottie.
3: Stay away. Yeah,
2: And I will stay away. Okay. All right. You hear that, Matthew? You're not getting any of this.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being on the show. Do you have anything you'd like to promote? Um, Yeah, so I just started this Instagram account called Toronto Stalls. Um, Basically, what I'm doing is taking photos of whatever funny quote phrase or writing i see in a bathroom stall i'm just posting it so anyone from toronto wants to send some funny bathroom stall graffiti send it to toronto stalls
2: yeah that's you know what i love about this only a person who's a total party hound could have an account like this <laughs> and keep it updated <laughs> so this is great all right welcome to toronto thank mm-hmm. you bye <laughs> And that's it. That is the end of another episode of Truth Be Told, the podcast. The episode all about feuds and frenemies. Thank you for listening. Thank you all my longtime listeners who have stuck it out through all the hiatuses and breaks I've taken with this podcast. Thank you for listening for as long as you have. Being there through thick and thin. And thanks to all the new listeners. Thanks for giving this podcast a try. Please tell your friends if you enjoyed it. If you did not enjoy it, please keep that shit to yourself. The only feud I have right now is uh, uh, the feud that I am having with my immune system as I try to feel less sick. But recording this today did make me feel a lot better. So, yay. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Time to do some more thank yous. Uh, I want to thank all the guests on this episode of the podcast. Thank you to RJ City, Elena Rioch, Nicole Passmore, and Laura Olson. Thanks, guys. You were great. Thank you to Matthew Reed, who made the music for this podcast. Thank you to Catherine Fogler, who did the podcast Photography. And to Kurt Furla, who did the graphic design on that podcast Photography. Thank you to Michael Mongiarty and Cody Crane. They are the two boys at the Sonar Network who get this podcast out into the world. Thank you for your hard work. Thank you to Trevor Pullman. He is my partner in crime in the editing room. He helps me push all the buttons and make this thing sound good. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can. My handle is at Linzomullo. That's L I N D S O M U L L O. Please, please keep tuning in. And uh, I hope you have a fabulous week. And uh mwa, 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 mwa. Okay? Fix your feuds. Be friendly. That's a better way to live your life. Bye bye.